Welcome to Rich in Life, a podcast for anyone looking to be entertained while picking up a few tips on life, luxury, and resilience. And now your host, Rich Irani. Just press play. Don't think about it. Just do it. It starts with action, not motivation. That's what my next guest, Andrea Rogers, says. She's the creator and founder of Extend Bar Fitness Program. I ask her, how do you do it? And she says, how do I not? I ask her, how do you motivate people? Listen to what she has to say. Andrea Rogers. First of all, I want to introduce you, but we have a very big dilemma here that's been going on for days. Is your name Andrea or Andrea? <laughs> that's a dilemma that's that's found me throughout my life. It is Andrea. However, one side of the family, it's Andrea, and the other side of the family, it's Andrea. So I go by either, and I'm fine with it. So it's whatever like whatever slips off your tongue, Rich. Great. You got, it's got great. It. It's, it's like me. I go by Richard, Rich, Dick, whatever <laughs> you, you like, and whatever I don't care like. what meaning. Okay, so Andrea Rogers, she's the creator and founder of Extend Bar. It's an exercise fitness program that amplifies fitness and dance. And what was so interesting to me is you're the only person that took it to a franchise. There are over 70 Extend Bar studios uh, around the world, right? Yes, there are. There are other fitness franchises out there for sure. Um, and other bar bar franchises as well. But yeah, I developed the program in 2008. And just out of a love of movement, I was a dancer and also Pilates practitioner and decided to marry my two passions and genres together to create a program that would be accessible and, um, you know, impactful for as many people as I could reach. So I love one of the quotes which that I read. It sculpts your body into a lean, strong, dancer-like physique. Yes. So yes. So selfishly, I wanted to create a workout that was that I loved, that I wanted to do. You know, I had grown up dancing, danced professionally for many years, and I wanted to get back to those dance roots. I was in the best shape of my life when I was dancing professionally. And it wasn't because I was, you know, in the gym or lifting weights or doing all these crazy, um, you, you know, uh, types of movement that would be in part on your body. It was because I was moving my body in its own way, meaning just working against real, uh, gravity, right? And was so it, I, what kind of dance was it? Was it like stripping? <laughs> was it pole dancing? No, I know totally it's so kidding. funny because when you introduce yourself, when I used to introduce myself and I was like, I was a dancer. I'm like, not that kind, not on a pole. Um, well, yeah, you're smart. Up- you're, you're smart because I once I had a guy work for me who said he was a dancer. And for years, I thought it was Broadway until I went to Twilo in New York City. And you're so I'm coming down from a cage. No, it's real. <laughs> he came down from a cage. I said, I thought you were a dancer. He said, I am a dancer. I said, dancer. oh, not on, yeah. So anyway, all I'm sorry. So back up. Dancing, so what all kind forms of, of dancing work. Um, but no, <laughs> so what yeah, kind I, of a dancer? I was, yeah, I was classically drained and 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 grew up dancing and then danced for some professional dance companies. I danced with Disney. I danced with, uh, did back up with some artists and things like that. So dabbled in that whole professional scene. But, but it was, it lives in me. Dance and movement is just a part of my life. It is like my, it's my fuel, right? It's my purpose. It's my, it's everything. It, it is my little compass and my direction of where I need to move in life is all about incorporating dance and movement. So it was a natural progression for me to go from being a professional dancer. I went to college, graduated, decided I should get like a real job, you know, cause that's what you do when you're adults. And that real job was like a cubicle and I couldn't do it. And I left within six weeks and said, I really need to stay within this movement kind of industry. And and so I segued my love for movement into a Pilates career 
And after teaching Pilates for a few years, I was missing the choreography element that I had in dance and started to choreograph some moves with my private Pilates clients. And it wasn't long before they were coming back and they're like, do more of that dance stuff you did with me in our private session. And I was like, you know, I'm going to start a bar program. I'd taken them before in New York City. Um, they weren't really big back then. There were only a few brands out there that were doing it. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I want to do it my way. And I just launched a class in South Florida where I was living at the time. And it took off. It just took okay. off. But what was different between the class you took and the <clears throat> class you developed? So, you know, everyone likes to think theirs is different, right? Everybody has something unique. Um, what I wanted to do was approach it in a way that was really authentic to my roots and my training. So I wanted to apply the principles of Pilates. I wanted the foundation of the workout to be built on those Pilates principles, which is a very, um, it's a scientific approach to movement in a way. And then I also wanted to incorporate a real dance element. You know, a lot of programs out there were just bending their knees and going up and down, calling it a plie and saying it was a dance inspired workout. I really wanted to have big, large movements. I wanted it to be fun choreography. I wanted it to be different and unique and ever changing so that the lesson plan was not repetitive. So you never took the same extend bar class twice. And so that's what we did. And that's what we created was a ever changing, evolving program that allowed our members to come into the studio and gain strength and endurance and flexible flexibility while also gaining poise and confidence and, you know, um, all those other attributes that come along with a consistent workout program. So I have to ask you, did you work out today? Of course I did. You did. Cause it's, you know, we had a 1030, <clears throat> you know, know how much I've already got done today. I, oh I'm like, God. come on. I own my mornings. Like my morning, if you knew what I did today already. Well, I mean, first tell me what time you got up. Uh, I got up at 6.15. Okay. And when you get up at 6.15, what do you jump out of bed and start the day? I First thing I do when I wake up is I stretch. That's the first thing I do. So I get up and I just quickly, I'm talking like two to three minutes. It's like a forward fold, side bend, just like just allowing my body to get up and move. And as I stretch, I kind of do a little bit of a gratitude movement. So I call it like stretch meditation. So I just give my, set my attention for the day, right? I stretch. I'm thankful for my healthy body. It's going to be a great day. I think about kind of run through what I have going on through the day, set my intentions and set my mood because I'm big on, you know, you're in charge of your mood. So I set that and then I get up and I do all my skincare stuff because. Mm. Is that like why you look so beautiful? You know, you know, so I do. You I do guys should check her out on Instagram. Wait, I just want to let people yeah. know right now, if they're listening, they can also go on Instagram. It's. Andrea Lee Rogers. That's A-N-D-R-E-A-L-E-I-G-H Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S. Any relationship to Mr. Rogers? Yeah, you know, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So wait, do you know it's the one consistent thing that I hear from, um, from trainers? Stretching in the morning seems to be the one consistent thing everyone seems to say to do is stretching. Uh, I love that. You know what? Stretching for me, it's like stretch when you can, but I stretch three times a day normally. So I stretch in the morning quick, like a quick little two to three minute in my bed. I stretch in the afternoon, like, like right after I eat lunch, I do a quick little let's I'm sitting on the computer most days, like a lot of us are right. And it's really good to just get up and let my body kind of have a little movement moment. And then I stretch every night before I go to bed. And that's my longer stretch. It's Come either on. Every single night. It's either like on my floor. Look at it. Look at my workout stuff. It's still I see. First of all, but it's beautiful. I mean, the background is beautiful. I didn't clean I up. You. See my props? There's my props. I didn't know. <laughs> um, and you live in New York City. I'm talking I to you right see. now and you're in New York City. What I part see. of New York are you in? 
I'm in Midtown, Midtown East. Okay, I'm Uptown East. Yes, we're not too far from each other. Not too far. So, okay, so yes, so you work out, but you still stretch in the morning and you stretch at night. I mean, that's a lot of, you know. But you know what, it's kind of, it's easy to do if you do it and you start a routine, just like anything else. It's just like you get up and have water or coffee in the morning. You get up and you do a stretch in the morning. And at night, I do it when I am typically on the floor (laughs) here with the kids. They're watching a show or something. We're watching a show together. And I'll just lay down and I just sit on the floor on the carpet and I just do a little stretching. Or... I go to bed and I go use my bed as kind of like my ballet bar. And I just do some stretching because I've noticed I, if I stretch at night before I get into bed, I sleep so much better and sleep is like key for me. Right. I make sure I get to bed early so I can wake up early, get all my G I call it GSD, get shit done. So sleep to me is important. And if I stretch, I sleep so much better. Okay. Yeah. I'm a very terrible sleeper, which is why I'm a mess today. My son happened to have got up at 445. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a burglar in the townhouse. Oh, I got up. I mean, I knew it was one of them, but I just got up. He's wide awake, all dressed with the lights on for school, all dressed. I go, it, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm up. I said, no, no, no. It, it's sleep. It, it's 445. You have to go back to sleep. He goes, but I'm already up. I can't go back to sleep. I got to tell you, I couldn't go back to sleep and it doesn't matter how hard I try. So now you're saying stretching at night, which is another thing to do. I mean, it's endless. The older I get, my entire day is going to be spent trying to not have my body ache, trying to get to bed. It's like all of it. But you know what? Here's the thing. This You just pointed out such a, an important thing because I think as we age, we start to feel like we're bogged down with all these tasks that we have to do in order to maintain or thrive and continue to feel good. When in reality, it takes teeny tiny moments. So I coined something I call movement snacks. And they're little like bite-sized moments throughout the day that you can move your body. So for example, when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm doing heel lifts. When I'm cooking in the kitchen and I'm waiting for something to cook, I'm doing plies, bending my knees. When I'm like, I find these little moments to incorporate movement. So it doesn't feel like this huge task and this big chore. And the same thing goes like with stretching. If I'm stretching while my kids are watching TV, how much more of an effort does it take me to sit on the floor and, you know, stretch my legs and stretch my body while I'm watching TV as it does just to sit my tushy in the couch. It really doesn't take that much of an effort. It just takes your determination and willingness to do it. And then once you develop that habit, like all habits, it just starts to flow. And when you start to feel better, you want to do those things to continue to feel better. And it's this beautiful kind of like self-motivation. So the first thing I think would be for people to get started. You know, it's very hard because I get what you're saying. Like, you know, sometimes I don't have time to do sit-ups after a workout. So I'll do sit-ups in other ways in the car or when I'm sitting. So I figure out ways to do sit-ups. But I think the first thing is people have to first get started and get motivated to take a class. So now, you know, like, you know, I know, you know, SLT, exhale, bar yoga, what differentiates your class? And I know there's got to be something. I've, I've seen your videos and I've seen your Instagram. First of all, it's amazing. You look amazing, but you know. It could be genetic. I don't know. <laughs> I love what I do. Wait, can we go back to what you just said about you got to take the action? Because yes. I think I think this is the, the motivation cycle. And I love talking about this because I think people feel like when they look at a fitness professional or someone like me, they're like, oh, she just wakes up motivated every day and just does it false. Like, it's not like we've like some superhero, you know, motivational gene that gets us up every day. Like, yay, I cannot wait to work out. No, there are many days that I'm like, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Um, but what there is, is the, the thing is people need to get out of this 
theory of that you wake up motivated because you don't. What you have to do is you have to deter, be determined. You have to do the hard thing first. You have to take the action. So once you take the action, and that requires, like, I, I call it just press play, okay? It's just press play, meaning just do it. Get, press don't press play. Button, just I press love play. it. Don't, don't think about don't, it. Press don't play. Don't think about it. Don't come up with all the excuses. I got to do laundry. I got to take care of the kids. I got to do this. All the BS. BS. You're just finding ways to not move your body. So let it go and just press play. And if you press play and say, I'll just do it for five minutes. Just say five minutes, you will move your body. I guarantee you that if you do it and within five minutes, you're going to continue doing the rest of that workout. So if you just say, just press play, get the excuses out. Once you start taking that action, you get results. Your result could be weight loss. It could be a perkier tush. It could be more energy. It could be increased confidence, whatever that result is that then leads to more motivation to do it again. So it starts with doing the hard thing. It doesn't start with motivation. It starts with action. Action. And you know why? And it's very true. And I, and the reason why I know that is because some days I'm so not in the mood. I say, I'll you know, run one mile. I'm just going to run one mile, which is nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. But of course I wind up running four miles. That's so in other words, example. just set the bar low and just say, I'm going to move. But it's like I said earlier, you have to take the class, take the class. Once you take the class and you start getting into it, then you're motivated to do things while you're in the kitchen, while you're yeah. laying down. Yes. Yes, that is, that is exactly, I think what we, what happens is we become overwhelmed with the chore. It's like, oh my God, I have to do an hour workout. No, you don't know what I did today. I did 15 minutes. I did 15 minutes. And that's typically what I always do. 15 to 30 minutes is my max. Like I never, really? do, yeah, I don't do more than 30 minutes unless I go to the studio. Um, but when I'm at home and I work out from home now all, all every day, it's 15 to 30 minutes max. And I'm you let sweat? me tell you. I was going to say, I'm quivering. I shake. I am having my breath. Like I get my heart rate up. I'm sweating. It's an effective workout because I bring a full out mentality, meaning I'm going to leave it all on the floor, right? Like I don't do 15 minutes of half ass. I, I do 15 minutes of like full out movement where every single rep counts. And so when you apply that mindset, it takes a 15 minute workout and probably is the same amount of energy expenditure that I would do for an hour workout because I'm giving it everything I've got in those 15 minutes. So I'm assuming you have a bar in your house. Let me see. Yeah, of course. Look at that beautiful. That's I mean, it's a beautiful bar. one. Okay. So, so I already made the stripper uh, bar comment uh, joke, so I'm not going to say it again. So it, it's actually a, it's a the ballet uh, bar, ballet bar. Ballet so bar. now what I also loved about your studios, which caught my eye when I was first introduced to you was that your studios are so chic and so me, your bars are acrylic. Yes. So they're not just, it doesn't look like generic metal. It's like you're, it, it almost seems like you're dancing in a fairy tale. I love that. I want to create a bar that I could leave out in my apartment. And I love, I love fashion and I love design or stuff. And I love, you know, um, home decor and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't want to have a ballet bar that was like this ugly thing that I had to put away or put in a different room every time I did my workout. I wanted something that would be aesthetically pleasing and incredibly effective. So yeah. So did you, did you come up with the idea for yeah. the acrylic? Yeah, I, yeah. Found a, I found a great partner um, yeah. and uh, they had already started doing things like this. And I'm like, this is exactly what I've been wanting to do. So we came together, we collaborated and we launched the ALR bar. 
Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of acrylic too. I used it to design some of my stores and even some of my shoes. Have you ever been to Chucky's? Did you ever hear of Chucky's? No, no. Oh, okay. You missed out on a lot. Let me tell you. Oh, I've heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm so kidding. I'm so kidding. You haven't, but um, <laughs> no, I mean, what you're doing is great because you're actually really helping people. You're motivating people. And I think that's really I think that's really great. I'm not that kind of a person. I can break someone's spirit very easily. You know, I can, I, I'm very, I'm very good at complaining and breaking people's spirits. No, but what's great is that you're able to motivate people, and also in a beautiful studio, which is what I love. Yeah. So, yeah. are there it's any parts motivating? Right. If you're in a in a place that is feels good, you're going to want to do more. So it's all about right. your surroundings. So, are there any parts of the body that it targets specifically, or is it for everything? Oh, it is top to bottom, front to back, inside out, three hundred and sixty. It is a full body workout. But everyone has a different issue. Like some people, you know, want a smaller butt. Some people want a bigger yeah, butt. But you How can't. Does... You can't spot train. I mean, you can oh. strength train. You can strength train, but you can't. You know, women will say to me, well, I've got these love handles and how do I get the fat reduced from my side and my waist? That's not, you you can't just like- Liposuction. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. And that's what I say, I'm very honest. I'm like, you can do surgery, but if you really want to lose weight to the right, like- Without surgery, then you have to have patience and you have to have commitment and you have to be consistent, right? right. Because the, the fat is always going to go from the areas you don't want it to go first and stay in the areas you don't want, but it takes a long-term focus and it takes consistency of your workouts and obviously nutrition. How many calories can somebody burn taking your class? First of all, how long is your class? It's not 30 well, it minutes. Varies. So it varies dramatically because we have online and we have studios, right? So if you take class in our studios, you're going to get a longer workout. It's going to be a 45 to 55 minute workout. Sometimes we do 90 minute workouts, meaning like we do like an intense kind of workshop type of thing. Right. And then if you do it at home, it ranges from 15 minutes to 30 minutes. And the, and the calorie, calorie, um, it really, it really depends on the individual, but you know, if you're taking an in-studio class, we have people that burn up to 500 calories a class. You know, if you're taking it home, you know, it might be in that 250 range. It just really depends on how long and the type of workout that you take, because we offer a variety. Right. Is it anything like Zumba? And I don't want people to hate me and don't DM me, but Zumba <laughs> classes make me cringe. Okay. When I, when I catch a Zumba class at Equinox and I'm looking as I'm running, sometimes I'll catch a Zumba black class. I actually cringe. It's not for you, but I think what I love about Zumba is that it empowers so many people to move and dance their dance who would otherwise never try it and be intimidated by it. So any program that empowers individuals to move their body in, in, in a group setting with energy and fun, I'm all for. See, that's why you're so great. That's why I need you in my life. You're positive. <laughs> so I'm going to think of that next time I see people moving and, you know, to the music, I'm going to think that at least they're there and at least they're moving their body. We see? know how awesome they're showing up. And do you know how much, it, how much effort that takes for a lot of people to show up like that? Do you know how intimidating it is just to walk into a gym, to walk into a fitness class, to stand in a room like with people you don't know and move your body in a way that you don't know? It can be incredibly bewildering. So first of all, cheers to them for showing up and and moving their body. And you forgot the hardest part that they have to do. The rhythm has to get them. Gloria (laughs) Estefan said it. And not after all of that, they have to go, they have to do, and then the rhythm has to get them. Or the rhythm doesn't get them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, or the rhythm, most of the time, the rhythm doesn't get them. That's why. Yeah, I most of the time, the rhythm does not get them. <laughs> right. And um, so in what way does it chisel the body? When you say it really sculpts and chisels, I know there are no weights involved, but how does de- did the dance movement really get the shoulders, get the thighs? Yeah. 
Yes. Well, we use light hand weights. So we use like one to three uh-huh. pound hand weights. So very light. We're about high repetition and low weight. Um, but we do have other programs. We have, we have a sweat program that incorporates a little bit heavier weight. Um, but for the most part, w- when you're utilizing any type of you know standing work, you're already working against gravity, right? Your muscles already are active and, and doing their thing. And when you start to do these movements, um, a lot of them isometric incorporation with big, large movements, we have these small little down and up action. And then we have these big, huge, large movements, which is going to be more of a cardio um, focus. And when you combine those two together, Oh man, let me tell you, it's magic. And the best part is the, the best part is when you watch this workout, you're like, yeah, what? Yeah, I got, it. I can do that. You know, or like when the men are watching their women do the workout and they're like, whatever. And then they come and do one of our like boys at the bar class and they <laughs> are putting down, they grab like the five pound yeah. weight. Right. And their arms are shivering and they're like, they don't want to put the weight down, but they're like dying, you know, and you're like, you can put it down. Um, it's quite humbling. This workout is quite, quite humbling. I've, I've trained, been there. Right. I've trained professional. I have been there. I've trained, you know, um, professional football players. I've trained them all. And it's so humbling when they come in and they're so athletic and they're so like, you know, in their best shape of their life. And then they do the workout and they're like, oh my God. Yeah, it's humbling in a good way, but it's also accessible. I have one of my best clients that I have the best memories from um, was a student of mine when I was in South Florida and she started Extend Bar when she was 75 years old. Wow. Yes. And <clears throat> I'm surprised you would even let her take the class. Weren't you worried? She was, she was incredible. No, Judy. Her name was Judy. And hey, Judy. Shout hey, out. Judy, if you're watching this, um, she was the most inspiring woman. She came three times a week without fail, never missed a class. And I remember like three years in, she was like, God, I'm in the best shape of my life. And so anybody can do it. You know, again, it's all about your excuses or your determination. You, you're the one that decides. How do people get motivated? We talk about motivation. You say just press play. I get that. I don't know. How do people put things in perspective? I mean, people do say that, okay, my family comes first. My children come first. How can a woman, man, anyone really press play? How do they do it? Maybe you can explain it. So my, my immediate reaction to that is how do you not? How do you not? Okay. How do you not take this um the body that you're in and how do you not actually give it what it needs? Like your body is meant to be active. Your body is meant to move. Your body is meant to be challenged just like your mind is. Um, and so if you are someone at home and you're listening to this and you're like, well, my life is too busy. I don't have the time. I'm a, you know, full-time mom. I work full-time. I've got two jobs. I've got all these, all these things, right? I will tell you, I have met thousands of individuals across the 15 years I've been doing this plus. And I have heard stories that would blow your mind, meaning challenges. Talk about challenges. I have met individuals who have incredible life challenges and they do not let the excuse of their challenges be a a deterrent to their movement. They know that when they move their bodies, they feel good. And when you move your body, everything else in your life, all the roles that you play, all the hats that you wear start to flow in a better way. I believe that movement is the first step. You know, a lot of people say mindset is the first step. And I say, I'm going to challenge that. I think movement is the first step because you can level up your mindset all damn day. And that doesn't mean you're going to actually take action. 
When you move your body and you work out every day, I'm talking small movements, 15 minutes a day. If you move your body every day in those 15 minutes, there are so many life lessons that you learn. When you want to stop and you don't stop and you push yourself past that fatigue, when you push yourself past the quivering, shaking muscles, when you continue to show up, when you don't want to show up, when you actually do the workout, when all you want to do is sit on the couch, all those little things are such empowering mantras for life. And when you're able to do that hard thing every day, that workout every day, one hard thing like that every single day, you are able to apply those same principles to all the other areas of your life. You're able to tackle being a better mom, a better spouse. You have a better mindset because you have endorphins going. You make better choices on what you eat. And when you make better choices on what you eat, you feel better. You're less grumpy. You sleep better at night. Everything in your life will get better if you are consistent with movement. But It's um, amazing. Um, I have to say, it's, it, no, it's amazing that you say that because- it, I, I do that. What you just said is I do. Cause when I, when I don't want to go and I'm tired or I have a recording and I'm late for my recording and I feel like I'm not gonna have enough time. You know what I say to myself is exactly what you just said. I say, just go and move your body. Yes. I don't say I'm going to do chest. I'm not going to do no. one full hour. Right. I say, just rich, go move your body. You'll feel better. It is so true. And I think it's so important for even diseases for everything. And I think once yeah. you start doing that, it doesn't matter what your weight is. You get into oh. the, you know, you get into the habit of going. And I think consistency is the secret. You also spoke about eating better. So tell me fitness versus nutrition. Is it better to eat what you want and work out like a maniac or maybe don't work oh, out a little you, bit less? You watch what you eat. No, you got to you got to do both, right? You can't you can't assume that you, you you know the saying, you can't outwork a bad diet and you can't. You can't outwork I never heard that saying. Wait, say it again. You can't, you can't out outwork a bad diet. <laughs> I love that. Brad, tell me that when I'm on my third chocolate chip cookie. Yes. That's the size of a plate. Mind right. you. I always say but I'll only have one cookie, but the cookie is the size of a plate. Cuz you're no. motivated for the cookie. Yes, you're motivated. motivated. You plus play for the cookie. Yeah, but then I run for 7-8 miles like a freaking oh hamstring my until my fucking knees go out. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, you have to, it doesn't have to be perfection, right? I, I approach it with the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, I eat clean, healthy, really good nutrient-dense food. 20% of the time, I indulge without any guilt. Okay, okay? but I, tell me again. I love that <laughs> saying. So you can't, you can't out outwork a bad diet. So you can't like think, okay, I'm going to eat like shit tonight. And then, oh, but I'm going to kick, I'm going to do so hard tomorrow on my workout. And then think it's flush. That's not how it works. Because guess what? Whatever your little watch is telling you that you burned in that class, it's lying. It's never accurate, right? It's, it's never I love accurate. you. It is so like, oh, I burned 450 calories. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And that doesn't mean that you should go on and consume those extra 450 calories because that's not the point. And nor should you work out for punishment. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't work out because you ate a cookie or because you had that dessert. You work out for health to feel good. And yes, to have a perkier tush and to have flat abs and to have a sculpted right. body. That Those are secondary. Primary is you work out so you can feel good. That's, the, that's it. And you eat. Number one, eating should be enjoyable. It's part of our culture. It's a sense of community. It's a beautiful thing. It also shouldn't be just looked at as fuel. However, you can't, you can't go to the extreme of that and say, well, I'm just going to enjoy every meal because life is short. You have to be smart about it. It's all about finding the balance, you know, that beautiful word. And you're not going to always do it right. So that's why if you zoom out and you approach it with an 80-20 perspective instead of a perfect 100, you know, and then when you don't hit that perfect 100, you feel like a failure. And then you start this whole cycle of like, I've never stick to anything. I should just stop. And then, you know, you throw all of your effort out the door. If you approach it with the 80-20 mindset, meaning 
80% of your day, 80% of your week, 80% of your month is going to be good choices. The other 20% of the time, you're going to enjoy life and you're not going to feel an ounce of guilt about it. And that's it. Yeah, I know. But something you said really bothered me. What? Because <laughs> it's going to make you have to change your life, isn't it? No, no, no. When you when you slap your wrist and you said you think you burned 400 calories. You know what? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. So you mean when I usually run outside, but when I run on a treadmill and it says I burned a thousand calories, I didn't. So people no, really don't go by the calorie bullshit. Well, listen, it, it is wonderful. Knowledge is power. So I, I think kind of agree with you. No, I kind of agree I, with no, you. Listen, it's going to give you the best indication that it can. But if you think that that number is indicative yeah. of perfection and accuracy, 100% of the time, you're wrong. So what I'm trying to say is like, don't let that be your end all do all and everything. Make smart common sense approach. Yes. I love devices. I think it gives you knowledge. Knowledge is power in making your decisions. You know, it's good to know how many calories you burn, but don't assume that that is accurate. And then don't turn around and use that as an excuse to go fill yourself with, you know, right. shitty food that is going to make you feel terrible. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because I try to, I put a towel over it. I always put a towel. I don't want to look. It doesn't matter because I always say, just move your body. It's not about calories. That, you know? so that's what I love about that. That's another thing. So you know, I have the devices. I, I rarely wear them. I don't have a scale. I don't track my calories. I don't count my macros. I listen to my body, right? So when I go to move my body, sometimes I have a specific goal. Like today I was like, I really want to work my abs and my ass. And so I focused on an abs and booty workout. But for the most part, it's just, I need to get to that point where I feel like, oh, I feel really good. I pushed myself a little bit today. I right. pushed myself, right? And then and then from there on, with when it comes to nutrition, it is about finding how I feel. And I always use this approach, how the after effect, I call it. How do you feel after? So let me ask you, how do you feel after you do a workout? Do you ever feel really horrible? Like Never, ever, ever. I feel like I'm on top of the world. I right. feel like when my workout is done, yes. it doesn't matter when I went in there thinking, you know, about somebody who's in a hospital or whatever. Once I leave, I feel amazing. You always feel good. And then after you eat a really good meal, like, you know, like a healthy meal, you and you feel full and you feel that the satiety and you feel that satisfaction, you feel pretty good, right? Now, yes. how do you feel when you're at the end of the day and you're sitting your tush on the couch and you haven't done your workout and you ate a really like crappy meal? You don't feel good. Physically, you don't feel good. Mentally, you don't feel good either, right? So think about the after effect. When you go, when you have a sugar craving, think about how you feel an hour later. You don't feel good. Well, it's, it's funny because, well, first of all, you said listening to your body is important. And I agree, you have to listen to your body. But let's say your body is saying to go to Dunkin' Donuts and get six donuts. Because that's what my body, not Dunkin' Donuts, but donuts, I have my no, other vices. I have one. So I, I, that's where the 20% comes in. I indulge. Like, I, I love know. donuts. I eat donuts. Donuts are my thing. Yeah, but you probably eat it once a month. You take a bite, and then you run to the bathroom oh. and throw it up. I don't you're, take a bite. I eat a whole donut and it's normally a chocolate covered glaze with sprinkles. Right. And then you throw something. it up in the bathroom. No. Oh my God. Never. No, I don't. I don't. I don't feel guilty about that. I really Amen. don't feel guilty. I about believe you. Do donut. you know, I actually believe everything I, you I, say. I believe and, you. And, and the thing is though, but do I eat a donut every single day? No, but I do have a donut probably once a week. 
Okay, so now I have dessert every day. I have either that big chocolate chip cookie, I have something. The problem is right after I eat it, I don't feel great about myself, but worse than that, I feel like, okay, I have nothing to live for for the rest of the day. <laughs> so like I have to save that really for the end of the day because once I eat it, it's, I have nothing to live for. I can't so even pay attention to the kids. I My have life a is over dessert today. every day too. And I normally always say you want it to be like palm size, right? Like a little, my, my weakness, you're going to laugh, but my weakness is my... So I'm dairy free because I can't do dairy. So I do this so delicious. And they have these ice cream bars with this like chocolate on. Oh my God, they're my favorite. They're delicious. So, we have them in our home. Right? I love yes, them. They're, they're amazing. Ice cream bars. They're perfect yes. for the kids too. Yes. And so, so what? Like I, I, I can eat it. Like from right now, I, I move my body every single day. I don't have to worry about my weight and I eat it and I have no guilt. So I want to ask you about dairy for a second. Is it that you can't eat it or you don't eat it? Because no, I, I don't eat dairy either. I mean, I, I will have yeah. ice cream. You can't. Okay, I can, yet, however, I feel like my body changed. Yep. When I stopped eating dairy. Now, mind you, in my chocolate chip cookies that I eat, there's dairy, there's butter, I'm sure. I can do all that. I can do all that. I can't do pure dairy, meaning like I can't do a glass of milk. I can't do yogurt. I can't do the cheeses, which I love a cheese plate. I mean, I will die for a cheese plate. Just give me a cheese plate and I'm the happiest girl ever. But it it tears my stomach up and it tears my skin up. So like- I break out like crazy and you know, my stomach is a mess. I can't. So I read a book about, um, it had to be maybe 15 years ago called skinny bitch. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Anyway, they had their whole, you know, what they're trying to plug is be vegan, vegan, vegan. I only take what I want out of it. How is my body going to look its best? I don't care about anything else. Anything else you're trying to plug on me, not interested. How am I getting it? Pure vanity. Pure vanity. vanity, Pure vanity. So what I did out of what I took out of the book and I could eat cheese and I loved my cheese. I loved Every once in a while, scooping out my bagel and putting my string oh, cheese on it. Absolutely. Pizza. My favorite thing ever. And after reading the book, I stopped only two things, which was cheese yep. and red meat. In the beginning, I stopped all meat, but then I right. started eating chicken. And now I have, you know, once a week I'll have chicken, but I've always, I've always eaten fish, but I did. I stopped cheese and I stopped red meat and I was very minimal on chicken when I started, but it did transform my body. It changed. So how, how did it change? What did you notice immediately? And what did you okay. notice? I was never really overweight ever. I was always pretty thin. And, but what I noticed, and I always worked out, by the way, I always worked out, went to the gym, but what it did was it really, I felt my body get more cut up and I was older. I was getting older and yet my body was getting a little bit more chiseled, ripped. Yes. Yeah. Chiseled. So it's weird. So, it, you know, and I, and eventually I found ways to eat my pizza and my cheese, which was terrible. I wish I didn't find those ways, but all yeah. those vegan pizzas now, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I have to go back to the basic and say, Rich, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> remember yeah. the days when you couldn't find a vegan yes. pizza, just yes. don't eat it. Yes. I know. It's like the gluten-free thing. I had this conversation with um, a nutritionist, Carrie Glassman. Was that her name? Oh, Carrie Glassman's like my yes. my dear friend. Is she? Okay, she was just on the podcast. Just, and we I, No way, I just had coffee with her two days ago. Did you? Okay, she, first of all, she's amazing. I love her. And she uh, I really, love Carrie. She sheds, light, she sheds light on stuff and she gets my jokes. I'm like, first of all, I've never met anyone other than rich women on the Upper East Side that are gluten-free. <laughs> Only rich people are gluten-free. So like, I don't know if that's really a thing. And she that's laughed so and, you know, funny. we discussed. Yeah. So she when people, that. so when people like say that they're gluten-free and then they say all this gluten-free pasta and pretzels and, you know, it's kind of, you got it. So when you talk about nutrition, talk to me more about nutrition. You, you can yeah. talk better about it. Than that's I so can. funny what because should I went, like? I went through Carrie Glassman's nutrition certification program. So all my knowledge is from Carrie. She so you, is my, she's my okay. girl. 
Yeah, she's incredible. And um, we've worked together for years and off and on in different projects and things like that. And I've uh, taught classes at her, at her workshops and things. She's just fantastic. So I think number one, when you are seeking information on nutrition, don't let Instagram be like your main go-to, to, you know, educational tool, unless you are following people who are truly, really knowledgeable in what they do. Because what happens with nutrition is every influencer out there, every fitness instructor out there thinks they are like this, you know, nutrition guru. And I'm the first to say, I'm not, I'm not a certified nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I didn't go to school for this. I'll share with you what works for me and what my pillars of nutrition are, but I'm not going to direct you on how and what you should be doing for your body. Go to Carrie for that. That's what she's there for. She studied this her whole life. This is her, her thing, right? So I think the number one thing is to really understand if you are seeking really strong nutritional guidance, go to a really strong nutritional educator. And then my biggest thing is I, I don't diet like we just talked about, right? I think what you need to do is find a sustainable approach to eating healthy and to living your life in a full out way. Don't think that you're going to, you know, whenever people, when I post these before and after pictures and people on my website and, you know, they're always, people are always like, what did she do? Did she have a detox tea? And did she do this? And she, I'm like, uh, she worked out and ate healthy every day. I bet they're saying, did she have liposuction or yeah, like, did she do this or did that? Everyone, everyone thinks there's this like, you so know, you do? quick fix, right? So like, girl, tell me, what'd you do? Wait, well, she reduced her calories and she worked out every day. <laughs> no That's surgery. It. Has anyone, like, have you done surgery? No, not, not, not my clients don't share that with me. Like, I can't tell them like, I know, I, I but when the people, when I posted before and after, like the ones that we do for open fit, no, they, we, we track them from before and after and they give measurements and it's a whole legal thing that they make sure is, you know, now did anyone do it and didn't tell? No, because I've never seen anyone go from like, you know, like, I mean, I've had people have lost 75 pounds in a, in a year, but it takes a year to get there. You know, it's not like this magic solution. So I think at the end of the day, when it comes to nutrition, you got to go to the people that know what they're doing. And then you have to have a approach of patience, right? right? Like you can't just go on a crash diet and or detox tea and then <laughs> shit your pants every day. And you're like, I lost five pounds. You know, it's not sustainable. You have to have patience because it will come with time. And you have to understand that it's not this like line. You don't go from like here to like here and losing the weight. And it's a straight, beautiful slide down. No, it's going to be, it's funky man you go up you go down you gain weight you gain water weight you get all these things happen so you have to have the patience to go through the journey so andrea i find that um you know because in my shop over the decades i've had so many amazing customers and i find that customers that are in shape or semi in shape or have just had a baby it seems easier for them to get back in shape i find people that have oh, never yes. really bit exercised and are really kind of out of shape they have no, it's so much harder for them. Is there anything you can say that can maybe motivate somebody who maybe really is so far down the unhealthy path or overweight path? Is there, I mean, is there anything you can say to motivate them? Absolutely. It is not too late. You are not too out of shape. You do not have to be in shape to start working out. Now, I will tell you, I, I see this all of the time. And what typically prevents people from starting to move their body is fear and judgment. They're afraid that when they start to move, they're going to realize how out of shape they are and be so embarrassed and mortified that they let themselves get to this point. And, and then they're going to fear that they're going to be judged. Number one, if you go into a classroom and you're significantly overweight and everyone is healthy and fit, you feel 
really out of place, right? That's a really hard thing to do. What so, you just said is exactly what I heard. Somebody right. once said they're dying to take classes, but they would never go to a class at the weight they were at. Okay, and so I what felt- they need to do is work out at home. There is no excuse anymore. First of all, like my our online memberships are under $10 a month. Okay, that's like your latte at Starbucks. So do right. not, you know, do not tell me that you can't do it. And there are free workouts all over YouTube. There are workouts everywhere for free as well. But start at home and start with 15 minutes. So I I get this all the time. I get hundreds of DMs and I get people all the time that are saying, you know, I'm significantly overweight. I have to lose 100 pounds. I don't even know where to start. And my advice is always to them, just start moving every single day. It's a non-negotiable non-negotiable, just like you go to the bathroom or you drink your coffee. Everything is non-negotiable. Move your body every single day. Just press play 10 minutes a day. I want you to commit to yourself 10 minutes every day of moving your body for the next month, 10 minutes. You can do 10 minutes. And if you have to take a break, press pause and then go press play for the next five minutes, 10 minutes every day. And that's all I want you to get. And I, and what happens is they do that. And after two weeks, about two and a half weeks, you start to get more endurance. The strength starts to come. Little bit of confidence starts to come. And then they start to go, okay, 10 minutes, great. I'm doing it every day under for two and a half weeks for 10 minutes. I'm like, great. If you feel it on a few days a week, maybe three more days a week, go to 15 minutes and do that for the next month or two. And before you know it, they are doing 30 minute workouts or 15 minute workouts every single day. And I'm telling you, and then in six to 12 months from now, they have lost significant weight. They've changed their lives, transformed their lives. But what it takes is small movements, small movements, big life, small moves, big life. I love that. I think moving your body is, I think the number, number one thing to do. I know, I, I know people that like to substitute meals for, you know, like a chocolate bar or, or, or smoothie or something that's not very healthy. Like my yeah. mom, my mom stayed pretty thin her whole life. She was never a size, uh, you know, two, four, six. I think my mom fluctuated between, you know, a 10 and at her most a 12, but she always had a small waist yep. and she was, you know, curvy, but she always kept her figure. And how she kept her figure is she would substitute a meal for, I don't know if anyone remembers this, I'm aging myself, a Carvel Thinny Thin. They used to have the Thinny Thin ice cream. She would eat that instead of a meal. And it it was terrible, but that's how she did it. What do you think these days of people doing it? There's no excuse to do that these days because you can- There is no excuse to do that. There's no excuse. want a supplement for a smoothie? Great. Put a smoothie with all the goods in it. Right? I don't. Like, I don't agree with that. That's where I disagree with you. I okay, hate so, smoothies. Smoothies should be banned. And I know no, everyone's going to no, hate me. Tanya no. Zuckerberg's going to hate me. Wait, wait, wait. Um, it Carrie depends Lesson. on what your smoothies are. Uh, true. I, okay. That, no, no. A smoothie that you pick up at like the the airport that is filled with like shit and sugar and chemicals and junk. Yes, I agree with you. The smoothies that I make at home, no, they're okay, good. I, Great. Okay. I agree with you. There was a Jamba juice next to us. No, and Brad that's and I terrible. Used to Those are terrible. That is like false advertising. Exactly. And you know what Brad once said? We saw the line out the door. No, and everyone that, didn't look like, like they were fit. You might as well go and get a burger at McDonald's because it's the same thing. So Brad says, it's probably the only thing he ever said that made me crack up. He goes, they should be getting Jamba water. Yes. <laughs> I, I could not agree with you more. And you know, they, you just pointed it out. Like that's the difference when I say smoothie. And you hear smoothie, right? Two different interpretations of. I hear two thousand calories of sugar. Same, but I in a big gulp. In a big gulp. 
Right. And, and, and that is exactly why society needs to be smart on reading the labels and understanding your ingredients and not being falling for the generic marketing that is telling you like, well, we don't have any far artificial colors and preservatives yet. Turn it around and see what's in it. Like right. you have to know what you're consuming. So when I say smoothies, no, I actually make a smoothie with real vegetables and, and real, real you know, like, yes, you got to do the right thing. You got to be right. But people have to be educated and they're not, they go in, you know, they think that they're, you know, and we fall being for healthy. All the gimmicks, right. Rachel, like we fall right. for all, like what you just said is exactly what I'm trying to help people see is that as soon as you clean up your diet, meaning think about what ingredients you're consuming, you can't, you have to worry less about calories. You just don't have to worry as much about the calories because you're eating really good, normal, real foods, right? And when you're eating those kind of smoothies that are filled with just, oh, who knows what is in there actually at the end of the day, right? Right, right. You don't even know because you can't get those ingredients listed. You don't even know when you go to those places what is in those, what is, and so you got to be- And they're so big and they walk around the streets with these big things. I know. You want to hear something funny? When I used to go to the movies when I was younger, they would always tell me it's cheaper to get the big gulp. You know, that's when I would have my junk and soda. I'd have a Diet Coke. And they'd always say, I'd say, you know, let me get a small Coke, whatever. They said, it's actually cheaper if you get the big gulp. And then I look at the size. I don't even want, I don't even want to walk around with it. I don't like the that way it looks. That's the problem with our whole infrastructure right now. I know. I know. I know. It's cheaper. I don't care if it's cheaper. I'll pay more money. Same. I don't wanna, and you're same. the same I, way. Yes, I'm the same way. I'm like, no, that's okay. I don't need a drink the size of my body. Right, to walk around with. Yes. Yes. And 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 that is that is knowledge is power. And I think what we do is we convince ourselves that all that marketing, all the gimmicky stuff is right. Like, oh, I'm just eating this and it's healthy. I don't have any artificial preserve. Like you read and just the front, turn it around, right. really understand what you're eating right. and putting in your body and the Especially, impact. What about when people just see the word organic? Yes. People will see the word organic. They're like, oh, that's organic. Good. Great. organic. And then you turn around, you've got like crazy amount of oils added and all these other things. You have to just, and you have to be smart about how your body responds to it, right? When you drink those smoothies, I pretty much guarantee you an hour later, you're crashing, right? You're crashing. So think about the after effect. Again, going back to that theory, think about the after effect. How do you feel after? What about alcohol? Um, you know what? I, I should drink more. God, we're best friends. That's going to be on my tombstone. I told Brad when I die, that's going to be on my tombstone. I I didn't drink enough. I don't think I drink. I'm not a big drinker. I I just, I'm tiny, right? Like I'm, I'm tiny. I'm like five feet. I've never been able to like kick back and throw back with my friends. I'm like the one glass of wine and I'm like, woo, you know, like that's me. You're not trying hard enough. You have to try hard hard enough. So yes, I know. I know. I, I probably have like I said, I don't drink enough. Like I'm not the kind of girl that like has wine at night. I just, if I go out with a friend to dinner, I will have something to drink. Otherwise I don't have a drink. Wine so, at night. What are you 12? I we washed down a Vicodin with a bourbon. I mean, you crazy? I mean, I mean, nothing. That's my point. But by the way, like, you know, I'm single, I'm a single mom with two kids. Like I don't have that like know. person in my life that, so maybe, I probably would, you know, more. Um, so when I have friends and I have adult conversations and adult time, then yes, I like to enjoy a drink. But having said that, I think that's another thing to be discussed, especially if someone is looking to lose weight and you're like, I've done everything. I've tried everything, but yet you're consuming a bottle of wine every night. You gotta be right. What I, I, what I call that, I say, you gotta get real with your honest or get honest with your effort, get real with your effort. 
Like yeah. when people say, I've tried everything, I'm, I'm eating better, I'm eating clean, I'm working out every day, but I'm not losing weight. I'm like, get honest with your effort, girl. Look in the mirror. <laughs> I know. I've told, I told a friend of mine, if you want to really lose weight, then stop going out with your friends drinking every night because it's not even the tequila that they're drinking. It's all the crap they're eating when they get home. That's exactly. And okay. So that's exactly it. It's not even just that drink and that calorie. It's the behavior that it induces after. So it's your choices that you make after and your sleep. You're, you don't sleep as well, typically, when you have alcohol in your system. It's, a, it's you know, most people, most people don't. And that creates another pattern for the next day. Because when you don't sleep, you wake up the next day and you're craving those carbs. You're craving those foods to kind of, you know, calm you and make you feel better. And you don't want to work out. And so you make another, you know, another day of shitty choices and it becomes a cyclical behavior. So yeah, if you really are serious about wanting to clean up your lifestyle and get healthy and lose weight, then you got to do the hard things. Right. You also trained a Victoria's Secret model. What was her name? Martha Hunt? Yeah, Martha Hunt. How was that? That was great. You know, what's funny is a lot of the times people think that like these models don't work hard or that, you know, yes, they are genetically gifted, right? Let's, let's get real. Like they are, they are genetically born with like tall, long limbs, legs, and all this stuff, but they still work their ass off. Um, and every one of the models that I have worked with and trained and celebrities for that matter, I mean, they go hard, right? They take it very seriously and they don't just like show up and fluff out. They really, you know, focus and give it everything they've got because it's their career. Their right. body is their career. Well, that's how they're making their money. Exactly. On another note, I know you played football or soccer as we- I didn't, wait, no, stop. So that's this, not true. This is my, please help me. Anybody who's out there listening, please help me. I have written to Google. I have hired people. I've done everything. My Google search says I'm like a soccer player and I'm 50 years old. I'm not, I'm 40. Okay. And I never played soccer or football. Okay, so let me, I'm going to clear it up for the records. Please. And, okay, Andrea plays soccer. She was a major <laughs> soccer player for New Zealand, and she's 50 yeah, years Zealand. old. So just to clear all that up. Okay, so we know those you know are lies, so that's people, not wait, true. Rich, you know how many people message me and go, damn, girl, you look, you're 50? <laughs> you look so good. What do you do? And I'm like, should I be offended? Like, do they, yes. like, you know, like, <laughs> really? Do you really think I'm 50? Holy cow. Like if I'm 50, then yeah, I want to know what I do too. All right. Like, okay. Uh, so leads me to my next question. You're all, <laughs> yeah. about, you're all about positivity. You're all about making the world better and positive and really, really helping people. I aspire to do that, but I prefer making people miserable. That's my <laughs> shtick. How do you deal with haters? First of all, do you have haters? Maybe you don't have any haters. But I mean, I had Tanya Zucker brought on. I mean, you know, there are haters. There are people okay. that troll, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's this is what social media has become a platform for at this point. So I'm asking you, do you have haters? And if you do, how do you handle it? Fortunately, I don't have many, but I certainly have had them over the years. And um, it, just like you hear across the board, you have to really pull yourself out of it and understand that any individual that goes onto social media and decides to leave like a message, direct message or a thread message of like nasty comments, I'm like, ooh, who are you? Who are you, girl? Like, you're not someone I like. You're not someone I want to know. You're not someone who I care about. 
you know? So I, that's my first thing is like, just put it in perspective. Um, and then I also realized too, that, you know, you see this happening all across the board, this whole cancel culture thing and this whole, you know, there is a high that people get when someone up here comes down and it's like individuals love to like watch people fall. They love to like jump on that bandwagon and, and hate. And because why something's wrong with them, like something is not fulfilled in them, something it makes them feel like less of a loser, apparently, if someone else falls down a little bit. And I think that's that pisses me off. That bothers me more than anything. Like, have your own opinion. That's fine. But and, and keep it to yourself. You don't need to go on this rant. And you don't you just don't need to. You know, I agree. I, I, it just drives me crazy. I think it was said, and I don't want to talk about it long, but when I did have Tanya Zuckerberg on, we did touch on Emily Gillis and the person that was trolling her. And, you know, I read articles in the Times and, you know, it got a little bit emotional. We had to stop. I had to edit that part out, which I did. She asked me to, and I did. But I will say, she's really such a good human being. She really does want to help people, Tanya. And you know what? Not everything is for everyone. You know, that, if, you know if something what? gives you, you a stomach ache, just don't it. fucking eat it. Yes. And why do we have, why do we have to be for everybody? Like you are, you just exactly what you just said is exactly what I wish more people understood. Not because I'm brilliant. You are fucking brilliant. I'm and, brilliant. If it hurts your stomach, don't fucking eat it. Exactly. And if you don't every like diet. the philosophy, then don't watch. Go How do come something people else? didn't sue anyone that came up with the paleo diet? People right. that ate meat. My friend right. suffered a massive heart attack right. on the paleo diet. I mean, Be you don't hear people, people screaming. Yeah, it's because they see a successful woman who's beautiful making yeah. money and somebody, oh, I had a stomach ache. I had a stomach ache. And all the false um, claims about other things I don't want to say were not true. But anyway, so moving on, yes. I think, um, I think it's hard to be a personality on a platform that people look up to because, yeah, I, you know, I think you just have to like follow the golden rule, you know, like don't if you just, just follow the golden rule. Just be kind and be nice. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Keep it in, talk to your friends about it in your kitchen, do whatever you need to do, but you don't need to go on social. And if you feel better about yourself by bringing someone else down, that's a question you need to like, you know, mm-hmm. interpret for yourself. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I tell my kids, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. I agree with it. Yeah. But I always, I always am wary about people that say be kind. I'm very weary about that because you know why? It reminds me of Ellen DeGeneres. Brad's looking at me, giving me the eye now because, you know, listen, you know, I, I totally get that, but fine. You don't even have to be kind, but don't be an ass. But you like, get what I'm saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Okay. I know what you're saying. I and just, we've been in contact with her. We've hung out, but okay. Brad's giving me the this, he's giving me this signal, but I'm saying like, you hear people be kind, be kind, you know, they're you on don't television. You have to pump someone kind. up if you don't like them. Don't, I, I think you have to be authentic. Okay. Be real, be authentic. You don't have to be nice to someone that you don't like. You don't have to like toot someone's horn that you don't want to toot, but you don't need to bring someone down in order to make yourself feel better. I, I, for me, I just think that's ridiculous. And what good does that do? I'd rather fill buckets. Like I teach when my kids come home from school, the first thing I say to them is, how did you fill someone's bucket today? I love like, that. How did you fill someone's bucket today? And they're like, well, so-and-so sat lunch at lunch by themselves. So I, I asked them to come over and sit with me. I'm like, great, you filled someone's bucket. Does someone fill your bucket today? I try to show them how when you fill someone else's bucket, it fills your own bucket. Now, so, do it in an authentic, real way, but just be, be don't be mean to people. There's no Yeah, problem. but you're also successful. You have a you know great figure. You really know how to navigate yourself. I want to get into your personal life a little. I know your marital status. You're a single mom. You mentioned already, right? I am. What do you have? You have uh, two kids, boy, girl. Yeah. 
two girls. Two girls, which okay. I wanted a boy so bad. That second boy, I wanted a boy so bad. I was like, oh, I wanted a boy. And now I've got my my two girls. And I'm like, this was all for a reason. All for a reason. Like, all for a reason. Because we have this little crew and it's, and I always wanted a sister growing up and I get to watch them as sisters. And it's, it's pretty incredible. And you're educating and you're educating them in order to kind of take, take your, you know, take what you're leading them to do. You're, you're leading them to like take over of passing the goodness, helping Absolutely. people. I want them to be, I say, I want them to be kind, courageous kids. Like at the end of the day, how just, old are they? They are eight and soon to be 11. Oh, wow. So we have twins. Oh, they're yours. Eight. Yeah. They're uh, seven and a half. They're very yeah. similar in age. It's a fun yeah. age. Yeah. It's a great age. It really is a great it's age. Good. But you know, they get poisoned by the world, you know, unfortunately when, they're out of your control. They go to school. They take a bus. They come home. You know, it's and that's that's the hard part. Yep. In that, but you got to empower them. I just did a, I just did a walking class. I do these walking classes where I get on and I do people walk and then they and we have different topics we talk about. And the last topic we just did were affirmations. We just talked mm -hmm. about affirmations, what they are, how to use them, and I talked about what I do with my kids. And we, I teach them how to. I call it mind up, how to mind up, how to think up, how to shift their perspective when they're dealing with any kind of challenges. And um, it's something we call hard up and mind up. And I've gotten to the point, you know how it is, Rich, when you're like, you're trying to give a lesson to your child and you're talking and you're like going on this whole speech and it's like this long drawn out thing. And I was like, I need a real quick go-to two word, like, you know, mantra so that they can just shift their perspective quickly without me having to give them a life lesson of like a whole, you know, um, life lesson. So I, I came up with something called mind up and heart up and where they're having struggles, whether it's emotionally or whether having, they're having struggles with like a, doing their homework or doing a test, studying for a test. It's like heart up, mind up. And they know to lead with their heart, lead with doing the right thing, the good thing. And also that they're capable. So just like mind up. Um, and so, yeah, equipping them, equipping them with the skill of knowing they own their mood and they own their perspective at a young age, I think is incredibly empowering. Yeah, I don't think it would work with my kids. My son <laughs> debates me on everything. My That's son will debate me on everything. And if I and if I talk too much and try to explain to my daughter, you know what she says? She looks at me, she goes, okay, enough. <laughs> she tells me, okay, enough. I'm coming over. I'm no coming more. Over. I don't want, she goes, no more, enough. I don't want to talk about it. So yeah, I can't do that. I don't know, Brad, did we get lemons? Sometimes I always ask for to recap No, but hey, Rich, it's all about consistency again. Like it's just drilling on that lesson. And so like, and and I'm pretty strict. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I have to be. Like it's me, it's only me. So I have to take on those roles. And you really built quite a empire with your business. I mean, do you mind me saying, I know that you're very private and very personal, but I hear you're not yeah. doing too bad. Is that, yeah. is that, is that, is that wrong information I got to? No, I mean, I'm doing good, but you know, it's not, no, you're without, not doing good. You're doing great. Not without a lot of mistakes made and a lot of challenges. Okay. I, mean, I had, I had a time where I was like, I didn't know if the company was going to exist. I didn't know if we had to like go bankrupt or I didn't know how I was going to make payroll. I had to cut my team. I mean, I've been through it all. So um, give me the timeline. I'm sorry to interrupt you. So when you, no when you were with your husband, did you have the business? I did. Yeah. I started the business in 2008. Um, okay. It started very organically. Like I said, it was just a, it was just a idea that ended up snowballing. I had no intentions to build a franchise. I had no intentions to build an international brand. I just wanted to kick, I wanted a kick-ass workout. Right. Okay. And it just kind of went from there. Um, and when and, did you get divorced? I got divorced in 2017, separated 2000, legally 2018, but I was separated in 2017. 17. And when did your business really take off? 
uh, just in the last few years, it started to really take off, to be honest, because we still had a lot of challenges with our franchises. We closed a lot of studios. We navigated brick and mortar going into online. And the second we decided to go online and partner with some really strong international partners is when everything started to take off. Was your husband at the time involved at all in the business? No. So it was all you. Yeah, he, I mean, when we, when the business started, of course he, no, he wasn't involved, like in terms of working the business at all. It was just more of like a sharing things with him over dinner kind of stuff, but no, not, not involved in the business. You know, when I was going through my divorce, I had, I had some lows, right? Like it was, it was really challenging. I'll say that really challenging. And I remember, I was just talking about this earlier today with someone. Um, I remember just feeling like I'm going to be my best self. Like I haven't even discovered my best self yet. And I know that sounds cliche and cheesy and all that stuff, but I knew, like, I just had this crazy feeling. Like I can't explain it. And uh, people around me were like, and I'm telling you, I went, it was really hard. Like I'm telling you sometimes it was like, but I didn't allow myself to stay in that like mist and that haze that long. It was like quick. Like I had a really big cry. And then I'm like, all right, get your shit together. You know? And I remember people around me, even my mom was like, you know, like wanted, like, are you okay? She wanted me to be like, it's almost like you wanted me to be more heavy. And I'm like, heaviness is done, move on. And I just knew, I just knew that I was going to soar. Right. Like I just, I felt it. And so every, and as soon as that energy was gone out of my life, it was like, holy shit. Like, I don't know why, but it, I, I'm sure you've heard people say this before, but all of a sudden you like start doing things that you always thought you were going to do. You start taking action a different way. Things start to like open up for you. Opportunities start to come. Like everything starts to align and it's just like, it, you just take off. And that's kind of what happened with me. It's amazing. And you really built some kind of an empire. It's crazy. I mean, it's what people. you it's, it, it's crazy. Andrea Rogers. Thank Extend you. bar. And I want people, I wait one second. Brad's writing something down, but I want to, I want to give her Instagram again, because I want people to see her workout or at least see her Andrea Lee Rogers. It's A-N-D-R-E-A Lee L-E-I-G-H Rogers R-O-G-E-R-S. And you can also, I, I, I saw you were on Amazon. Are you selling videos on Amazon? Uh, I mean, I have an Amazon store, but uh, we have like uh, no, I don't think we, no, we had DVDs long time ago. Long but, time. No. but anyway, you should follow her. And what I love is I love your whole outlook. I think that, you know, you do things according to what's good for each individual. Am okay. I right about that? Yes. <laughs> fitness and what? Kids. Oh yeah. Brad wants me to ask you, what do we do with the kids in terms of fitness and nutrition? Because you have an eight-year-old, we have a seven and a half-year-old and, you know, they just want to eat junk and carbs and, you know, we're very healthy eaters, you know, so we give them salmon. You know, we throw money in the garbage and keep presenting salmon at restaurants, yes. one bite in the garbage, one bite in the garbage. I mean, I, how, how long do I do that? I gave up. It's pizza <laughs> yeah. and pasta. It's pizza and pasta. Yeah. I, I mean, I think number one, for those of us who are already have those picky eaters, it's a challenging thing. If you're starting out um, early and you've got those little newborns, the better you can do, the more you can introduce real food and good food at the very early age, the better you're off. But there are still- We did. Okay, wait, let's pause I did that We too. did that. And I have one but that's really good and one that doesn't. Like Okay. But I they go to a birthday party. All of a sudden yeah. they turn three, four years old and everyone's having cake. You don't want because to be- Because like you, you taste the cake, you want your cake. Like you taste the pizza, it tastes better. It's like, so here's what I do. Number one, meals at night, like I'm in control of dinner. I'm in control of dinner, like, and I make sure they're hungry for it. Number two, a little trick that I do is I all, when they're like, I'm hungry, I'm so hungry. 
that whole thing. And like, here's they're your, dramatic. Here's your girls are dramatic too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very dramatic. And like, here's your here's a bowl of carrots or here's a bowl of cucumbers. <laughs> like, I don't want that. I'm like, then you're not hungry. <laughs> well, I'm doing that. First of all, we always have cut up carrots and cucumbers. Yeah. We always Same. put it in front of them, and Same. they and they do eat it. But Same. there are sometimes they're like, no. I'm saying what you just said. I'm copying you. Don't tell you're me you're hungry. hungry. You won't eat an apple. Same with ourselves as adults. I'm hungry. Have, an, have some carrots. Have an apple. Have a cucumber. Have this. Nah. Okay, then you're not hungry. You're just bored. Right. You know? I love that. I'm stealing <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And what about exercise? Do you girls dance? Do they use the bar? Yeah, they. You, so especially during COVID. So I have this thing I found on YouTube. Well, they found it on YouTube. This really cool little family workout thing. And it's called This or That. And they can choose, like these little characters come up, animals come up, and they can choose it. And then that, they right. move it is. So for example, they'll have like, there's all these interactive things and I make them do it every day. We do 15 minutes and it's so great. And then they work up a sweat, like they're breathing heavy and it makes it fun. They do it like, it's a game for them. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. My daughter likes to do cartwheels. She's always doing her cartwheels. She does her one-handed cartwheel. My I son likes that. to play ninja and fight yep. all the time, but I'm they exhausted. Need to move. They need to move. They move. And I like that. So, yeah. so what we, what I took away today from this whole um, conversation was exactly what I thought from the very beginning. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter gender. It doesn't matter anything. You have to move your body. You have to move your body. That's it doesn't it. matter That's your enough. weight. It doesn't, nothing matters. Move your body. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. I love that. Just press play. Press Andrea play. Rogers, you is so interesting. I'm so glad you came on. Thank you so I'm much. I'm so glad I came on. You're awesome. I love this. this so I am fun. awesome. That's true. But you listen, are. you've even inspired me to do more, not that I'm going to take your class because I, I don't think that's my cup of tea. I'm not a class. Oh, person. no, oh, see, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. What you just did right there, do yes. not tell me we just sat here for an hour and your take on your comments, it's not for me. You don't know it's for you. We're going to do it and you're going to see because I'm going to actually put my leg up on a bar. No, do I? I don't even put my leg up. I, I do that stuff for Instagram. My workouts aren't about being flexy. You don't have to be flexible. Okay. You don't have to be coordinated. Okay, you can so then I will do it. Okay, so I believe you. I'm gonna do it, gonna but do I'm it. only gonna do it in person. Fine, we're gonna do it. I'm gonna come over. I'll bring the kids. No, I, oh, you can do that, or I'll come yep. to you if you want okay, to take a class. Perfect. Let's do it. I know. Okay, I shouldn't be so judgmental about working out. I'm so well, bad already, that way. You put yourself in a box, like you don't. You, yeah, that's what everyone does. They're like bar equals dance. I'm not coordinated. I'm not flexible. I can't do it. It's not right. That's me. how I think, and I don't want to dance. Right. That's like you've created your own barrier to entry, and it's and it's BS. No. You so can let's do get it. rid of all this shit and just. Yes. Try it and move everyone has I'm got to move. You. Yes. Great. Andrea, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Big hugs to you guys. You've been listening to Rich in Life with Rich Arani. If you liked what you've heard, click subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Or visit us at richinlife.com. That's R-I-T-C-H in life.com.